praise the name of the Lord Jesus. We give God thanks one more time. Uh, thanking him for another opportunity for us to be back online. Uh, we don't take this for granted. It is the Lord that allow, had allowed, has allowed us to be back in his in, in this platform, on this platform for us to discuss the word of the Lord and that by his word uh, we will uh, be renewed, we will be more like him, we will be changed and grow from one level to the other. Last week we looked on the, the topic compassion for a fellow human, for our brother, our sisters in this world. And uh, we looked on the passage of scripture from Genesis chapter 18. Abraham interceding on the behalf of the uh, people from Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, tonight, we want to continue on that same theme. Uh, we'll be looking, I'll be reading for, from Exodus chapter 24, and the main scripture will be Exodus 32, but we'll start at uh, chapter 24, and Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9 to 10, I just want to re-emphasize that we looked on that last week also, and let me just read from Second Peter, chapter three, verse nine. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us ward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us ward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Peter, allow us to know what the mind of God is. He takes no pleasure in seeing men perishing. But his utmost desire is that all, every individual, that's his desire. That's his heart and his passion towards men. That all should come to repentance. That's what the Lord wants for men. That all should come to repentance. Let's look at Exodus chapter 24. Exodus chapter 24. 
I'm just going to read this passage so we have an understanding of the background to Exodus 32. And he said unto Moses, Come up unto the Lord, thou, and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and worship he afar off. And Moses alone shall come near the Lord, but they shall not come nigh, neither shall the people go up with him. And Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And all the people answered with one voice and said, all the words which the Lord had said, will we do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord and rose up early in the morning and builded an altar under the hill and 12 pillars according to the 12 tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the children of Israel, which offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basins and half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. And he took the book of the covenant and read in the audience of the people. And they said, all that the Lord had said, will we do and be obedient. And Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord had made with you concerning all these words. Then went up Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. And they saw the God of Israel. And there was under his feet, as it were, a paved work of sapphire stone. And as it were, the body of heaven in his clearness and upon the nobles of the children of Israel, he laid not his hand. Also, they saw God and did eat and drink. And the Lord said unto Moses, come up to me into the mount and be there. And I will give thee tables of stone and a law and commandments, which I have written that thou mayest teach them. I want us to to take note of that. He's on a mission to see, to receive from the Lord the law and commandments which the Lord desires to give to his people. And Moses rose up and his minister, Joshua. And Moses rose up and his minister, Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount of God. And he said unto the elders, tarry he here for us until we come again unto you. And behold, Aaron and her are with you. If any man have any matters to do, let him come unto them. So Moses is going up into the mountain and the people are left with Aaron and her. And Moses went up into the mount and a cloud covered the mount. 
and the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai. And the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Brethren, this is, this is not something that's fake or something that an individual is imagining. It's a revelation like Israel has never seen, like the entire human race have never seen. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. And Moses went into the midst of the cloud and got him up into the mount. And Moses was in the mount 40 days and 40 nights. The, the, the fire that descended, it was like devouring fire on top of the mount, but the mountain was not consumed. See, brothers and sisters, this revelation, Moses has seen it before because he saw a burning bush. God prepares his leaders. He saw a burning bush. A, 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 a bush engulfed with fire but was not consumed so at this time this 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 kind of a revelation did not make him fearful because he has seen it before but the people are afraid because they have they were not prepared for a revelation like this now israel is delivered out of Egypt with a strong hand God through signs and wonders plagued Israel um, Egypt rather made a mockery of their gods and delivered his people carried them on the wings of eagle with his strong hand displayed Carried out his people as if it were on the wings of eagle. His glory, his presence brought them out. So I've heard the cry of my people. That's what the Lord said. His people. He heard the cry of his people. And I've come down to deliver them. Prepare Moses and say, Moses, I want you to go. Down to the palace of Pharaoh. Yes, the palace that you were raised in. And go tell that Pharaoh, let my people go. Because my people desire to worship me. Let my people go. We, we can study the book of Exodus, read through. And we familiarize ourselves with what took place in it. Egypt and how they were delivered now in the book of Exodus one more scripture I want to read Exodus chapter 20 verse 1 and God spake all these words saying I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. He's, he's, he's allowing the people 
the Israelites, the 12 tribes, to know that he is God. Not only God, but he is their God. He's the one that made the exodus possible. He's the one that brought them out. It wasn't by their own might, their strength, our military uh, tactics. No, they could not deliver themselves. It was a miracle. Something divine took place and brought a, a deliverance like they have never seen. He said, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Out of the house of bondage. You are living in bondage. But I brought you out. Now. And because I brought you out. I am your God. I am going to give you. Laws. By which you. Must govern your life. You want to please me. You want to have a relationship with me. Listen. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to serve them. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for the Lord thy God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. That's God speaking. That's what he told them. Now, we look on Exodus chapter 32. Moses is in the the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Let's read. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we what not what is become of him. Moses is with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He's in the presence of God. He's gone up to receive the tablets of stone, the laws that will govern the community. 
or the nation of Israel. And in the midst of that, the people became anxious, became impatient. Because Moses was the mediator between God and the people. And now that Moses is now in the mountain with God. They become impatient. There is no progress report. There is nothing happening. There is no report coming back from the mount. As to how things are, are going. Are progressing. So they become impatient. They're anxious. They gather themselves together onto Aaron. Her, we don't know what happened, he's missing. But they come to Aaron and they said unto him, Up, make us gods, we shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool. After he had made it a molten calf, they said, These be thy gods, O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to God, to the Lord. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. The Lord said unto Moses, it's happening while Moses is in the presence of God. The Lord said unto Moses, go, get out, go, get thee down, go down for thy people which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. If you remember carefully, I'm going to read it for you again. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 1. God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I am. I brought you out. You belong to me. I took you out of the the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Now, They have disobeyed God in building or fashioning a golden image 
of a calf. Debasing themselves in an act of worship to a graven image. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. They rebelled. You're guilty of rebellion. And this act of rebellion is caused, firstly, by impatience. This is not what we are talking about tonight, but I think it's very important for us to note. Because God never operates on a man's schedule. God has his own timing. And very often, we can quickly end up in rebellion against God or sinning against him. When we become impatient, when we become anxious, that's why we're encouraged not to be anxious, but to pray, pray about everything. Now, the Lord said unto them, unto Moses, go get down for thy people, your people, which thou broughtest, which you brought out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. A few weeks. Moses is in the mountain. Just a few weeks. And they are. Have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed thereunto. And said, these be thy gods. You see, God knows everything. He knows what's happening everywhere, every time, every moment. There's no secret before him. O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. The Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people. I know them. And behold, it is a stiff naked people. Now, therefore, let me alone. That my wrath may wax hot against them. And that I may consume them. And I will make of thee a great nation. See brothers and sisters. The Bible said that the Lord said unto Moses. I have seen. I know these people. And behold it is a stiff naked people. That's okay. For God to say that. It's not okay. For us to call God's people stiff-necked. Let him alone say that. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them. God's anger is kindled. Moses and God. In the background, 
people who have now corrupted themselves. Rather, it's a subject. They're, they're about to face the hot anger, wrath of God. But note, brothers and sisters, note the speech. What God says. And that's why it is important at all times when we have our mind, our concern for people, when we understand what the heart of God is towards people, that we will never become scared of the language as Moses was facing here. He wants to destroy the people. He wants his wrath to wax hot against them. But Moses is listening to God. As the church, we know what the scripture says. For God so loved the world. We can say all we want to say about the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. We can talk about how, how, how wicked and corrupt the world has become. But the scripture still stands. For God so loved the world. We can't get away from that. It's telling us of the mind of God towards humanity. For God so loved the world. He's talking about people. Loves them passionately. Moses, go down. Your people, which you brought out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. Turn aside quickly out, uh, away from the which I have commanded them, worshiping this golden image of a calf. I, 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 they are stiff, naked people. I, I, I just want you to leave me alone and let me let my wrath wax hot against them. And Moses is as if Moses' ears pricked open. Let me alone. Don't you know you are God? What? I'm just mere mortal man. Can I stand before you? Can I resist you? Can I prevent you from doing what you desire? My life before you is like a vapor. What do you mean? By letting me alone. Let me be. Let me do what I want to do. See, brothers and sisters, 
seizing the opportunity. Moses recognized. Moses besought the Lord, his God. I can't stand before God. This is an opportunity for me to have a dialogue with him. See, brothers and sisters, God's speech towards humanity always gives an open door for dialogue. God wants to wants men and women to talk to him. He wants to have that kind of a relationship. He says, Moses says, he besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does thy wrath wax hot against? Not my people, thy people moving the ball. The Lord says, your people, Moses, God says, thy people. Moses says, rather, thy people. Why is it that your wrath walks hot against your people? Which thou has brought forth out of the land of Egypt, not me. You brought them out. With great power and a mighty hand. Don't you remember, Lord? It is you who said you brought them out of the land of Egypt with a strong and mighty hand. I want you to remember. And you said that you would have made A great nation out of them. And they shall be a light. Unto the other nations. Why is it. That you would seek to destroy them at a time like this. What's going to happen. If the Egyptians begin to say. For mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth. Brought them out, but you could not keep them. See, brothers and sisters, Moses is in the presence of God. The people have corrupted themselves, but Moses is interceding on behalf of the people. His mind is towards the people. He's not just enjoying the presence of God. His desire is to see that the people become who the Lord desires them to be. Now, if he says that he would that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. What should our mindset be in this world? See, brothers and sisters, 
Some of us have a different nature. We, we, haven't, we haven't got a clue of how important one soul is to the Lord. Let's look at Luke 9. I'm going to read from verse 51, a couple of verses. And it came to pass when the time has, was come that he should be received up his steadfast, they set his face to go to Jerusalem and sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into the village of the Samaritan to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and he rebuked them and said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. See, brothers and sisters, we can get so excited about having an experience with God that we have little or no concern for others who have not yet met this God of whom we worship. He's going to Jerusalem. Send others ahead of him. That's Jesus. Now, he entered into the village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they didn't receive him because his face was set to go to Jerusalem. And his disciples did not like the rejection. James and John saw this. They didn't like it. And they said, Lord, oh my God, you don't understand the power, man. These people don't understand the power that this church carries. Do you want us, Lord, to call on fire from heaven like Elijah did? To consume them? How could they reject you? See, brothers and sisters, enjoying the, the power of the Lord and the anointing without any concern for the world. For those who have not yet met the Lord, preach one message. We're, and we, our message is not received. And we want God to show sign and wonder and, and destroy lives. Jesus says to these men, you do not know what manner of spirit you have. You're off. That's a different kind of a spirit that I did not give to you. These men are walking with the Lord. As if the Lord can't defend himself if he needed to. Jesus says, in other words, check yourself. You have, a, you have a different kind of spirit than the one that I have. And the one that I come to manifest. You don't have that kind of a spirit. You don't have my heart. You don't have the passion I have for people. You're seeing the miracles. Watching 
You're seeing how you have power over demons, over evil spirits and strongholds. Healings taking place. But you still don't have the heart and the passion that I have. You want to destroy these men's life because they reject me. I didn't come for that. The son of man is not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. I am on a saving mission. I am sent as the only begotten of the father. For God so loved the world. Love, 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 love is at the heart of God. You don't understand. When you see me, it is a revelation of love. Love would not have you do something like that. Back to Moses. And so, Moses began to intercede. Lord, I recognize you are talking about my people. Leave me alone. Let my anger wax hot against them. You see, brothers and sisters, it is that statement that Moses sees the opportunity. Because Moses knew that if God wanted to destroy them immediately, he could not resist. But he recognized that God was giving him the opportunity to intercede on behalf of the people. See, brothers and sisters, even in our walk with the Lord, there are times when the Spirit of the Lord will move upon you, takes control of your emotion at times, give you a, 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 a heartfelt compassion, even to cry. Sometimes you see a situation and you don't have words for it. The Lord puts something inside of you. You don't know why you are crying, but it's a burden from the Lord. The Lord will allow you to know what he's going to do. I remember uh, at the age of around 18, 19, I was in the back of, of a building, an old warehouse, where I had my devotion at my lunchtime period. And I was crying before the Lord, praying and crying before the Lord. And the Lord began to speak to me. He said, very clearly, there's going to be a fire in Kingston. And it can be very disastrous. But I want you to cry and pray for this. Against this fire. And I just believe when the Lord speaks. You can't help it but believe. And I begin to cry. 
I said, Lord, you want me to cry. Give me tears to cry over this situation. And he flooded my soul with that compassion, that tear. And I begin to cry. And I begin to cry and pray against it. I'm all the way in, for those of us who know Jamaica, I'm all the way in St. Elizabeth. That's happening in Kingston. The night, I remember, I was at home and watching the news. Forget everything about what the Lord said. But while watching the news, a fire broke out at the oil refinery. And the Lord would have me to see that on the news. The fire broke out at the oil refinery. But the Lord will have it to be so that it was quickly contained. Could have been disastrous. But it was quickly contained. And right away, the word of the Lord came back into my spirit. Because you pray. The Lord was now teaching me. The value of interceding for people. It's a simple fire. But it could be that the Lord could see the wickedness of a city. And the judgment of God is about to be poured out. But he's training me. Causing me to think. Now, I can stand in the gap. because That was the attitude of prophets. They see the injustice in the land. And they knew by the word of the Lord. That God is going to execute his justice. And they would warn. And they would cry. So brothers and sisters. God wants us. To be aware. And always to have people on our mind. You see, a person who has the gifting in the prophetic, or the Lord may share a word. I'm going to cause disaster to come upon the city of Toronto. And he's excited to proclaim that word. And he just speaks the word. No compassion, no burden. You never stop at at any point to think that there are 3 million people in Toronto. What will happen if God's against 3 million people to pour out his judgment? See, brothers and sisters, it is in the private moment Where it's you and the Lord. God speaks. And God. Wants us. He sometimes checking our heart. Gives us a word. To see where your mind is. Concerning people. Yes. There are times when the Lord will. Will speak to me concerning Certain things. And I wouldn't repeat it. I will hold it. 
Because God, uh, I, I'm talking back to him. I mean, I'm in a conversation with him. I'm wrestling with him. Lord, you got to stay your hand. Lord, you got to hold back your hand of judgment and show mercy. There's a lot in this text that I want to go through, but let's continue. So, Moses now says, Lord, it is your people. And what's going to happen? You brought them out of Egypt. What's going to happen if you brought them out of Egypt into the wilderness? And, and you said that they are coming into the wilderness. They're coming out of Egypt to worship you. And you destroy them. Now, how is that going to look in the eyes of the Egyptians? Brothers and sisters, I want us to think. God did not say to Moses, shut up. I don't want to hear anything from you. God is now listening to Moses. God is listening to Moses. Moses now says, Lord, think, turn from thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thine own self and said unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven and all this land that I have spoken of will I give unto your seed and they shall inherit it forever. Remember, Lord, you, you said it to Abraham. You confirmed the covenant with his son Isaac. And you confirmed it with his grandson Jacob. You told them, you swear by your own self. When you made that covenant, you did not call man into it. You made it all by yourself. And you said you're going to give them that land. How is it now? They haven't even reached the land. And you want to destroy them. Remember, Lord. And watch what happens. I'm rushing through now. And the Lord repented of the evil, which he thought to do unto his people. Moses turned and went down. Moses did not leave the presence of the Lord until he was satisfied. He did not go down. God told him from the beginning, go down. Let me be. Let me alone. Go down. Moses says, not so. I'm going to have a, have a talk with you, Lord. These people, you say they are stiff-necked, but I have faith. I have faith that out of this, this people, there's going to come a great nation. You said it to Abraham. You said it to Isaac. You said it to Jacob. My mind is still on the promise. And the promise is in this people. Moses went down and he recognized what was happening. 
And came to pass, verse 13. I have to rush down a bit. Came to pass on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, You have sinned a great sin. And now I will go up unto the Lord. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, these people have sinned a great sin. I, I know where your heart is, God. I saw it. They have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin. See, brothers and sisters, Moses is aware that no man are the greatest need of men is forgiveness. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Moses understands that there's something that God has that man needs. Man is full of sin. God is full of mercies. And the greatest exchange that can take place is forgiveness of sin. Taking the sins and forgiving mankind of sins. So Moses says, yet now if thou will forgive their sins, and if not, if you're not prepared to forgive their sins, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which thou hast written. See now, Moses is gone out on a, on a limb. Because he enjoys a relationship with God. He's God's choice. And he's willing. To use his relationship. The fact that God has chosen him. As a bargaining chip. The book of life. Where the names. Of those who. Will inherit eternal life. Are recorded. Moses says. God. If not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book which thou hast written. The Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever had sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Therefore now go, lead the people unto the place of which I have spoken unto thee. Behold, my angel shall go before thee. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. My angel shall go before thee. I want us to stop here for tonight. We're going to pick it up next week. With this angel of the Lord. That shall go before the people. But brothers. 
sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I want us to examine carefully the heart of God. God so loved the world. It is love for people that cause him to come into this world. It is love for people, for criminals, thieves, robbers, sorcerers, you name it. All different kinds of people. Not, he came into this world, brothers and sisters, for broken people. Those who consider themselves righteous, having no need. That's a different argument. He came for them too, but they don't realize. But God is interested in saving Men, women, boy, and girls. God is interested in making a new creation out of people. The challenge in this time, the challenge to us is whether we have the mind of God towards people. Are we just enjoying a relationship with God? Talking about basking in his presence. And don't have a mind for people. Because if we, if that's our attitude, then we don't have the spirit of Jesus. We don't have the mind of the Lord. For the mind of the Lord is to save. Hallelujah. Is to rescue men who are perishing. I believe the Lord wants to open our eyes, to open our hearts, open our minds. That when we pass people, we look. When we see them, something will move within us. Hallelujah. Something will cause us to pray. Something will cause us to witness. I'm not talking about just going out and and sharing doctrine with men. Because that's not what men need. Men need love. Hallelujah. When I say men, I mean man, boy, woman, girl. I'm talking about everybody. What, What we need, what they need. Is love. That's why he came. When we fell in sin. We wandered away from the presence of the Lord. We don't have the confidence. We're fearful. Sin has blinded us. and Because fearful of his presence. That's why. 
reveal himself. He revealed love to this world. Because that's the greatest need of men. Love. Hallelujah. And God's desire is to show mercy to mankind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if that's the heart of God, that's the heart the church ought to have. To labor for the souls of men. To cry for the souls of men. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, brothers and sisters, what has happened to us over many years is that we are cultured. We're trapped into this four-wall experience where all we have set our minds on is services. You know, God, God going to cause us to do some different things right here in this ministry. I'm not trying to pattern myself or this ministry off of any other ministry. Wherever the Lord, wherever the spirit, whatever the spirit of the Lord says, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And that's why we have to live in that, that, that experience that we don't get trapped in routine. Everybody want to have something that they can control. You can't control the mind of God. You can't control what God wants to do with us. It's a new experience. God want to deliver us from prison, four-wall prison experience. Imprison our mind. Imprison our worship. Imprison our witnessing. Imprison our love. For people. We're trapped in a box. And we don't even understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God want to mobilize us. Send us into different communities. Yes brothers and sisters. There will be days. Possibly where it's just a few of us at church. God give us the opportunity to go back. Maybe days where just a few of us there. Praying. While others are in the battlefield, seeking out the lost at any cost. We better know. We better have a different attitude towards God. We better quickly get the mind of God. Because if our heart is not after his will, he can't use us. We can sing until tomorrow morning. Jesus, use me and don't refuse me. But if we are not prepared to have his mind, he can't use us. We become bench warmers in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I could go on and on tonight. But let's let's unmute. We're going to be praying. Give me a heart like thine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give me a heart like thine, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What made you cry, Lord, when you saw the people scattered like sheep without a a shepherd? What made you so burdened in your spirit? What caused you to cry? 
Hallelujah. What made you, God Almighty, shed tears? What caused you to be so concerned for the people? Would you share that with me, my spirit? Would you give me that mindset? Hallelujah. What caused you to rebuke James and John? Hallelujah. To let them know the kind of mission that you're on. Hallelujah. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin, not to destroy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know what my power, I know what kind of power I have. I know what I can do. I'm not here to prove it. I'm here to share love. I'm here to extend love to a soul that's dying. I'm here to extend love to a soul that's trapped. Hallelujah. Alcohol, trapped in drugs, trapped in gambling. Hallelujah. Trapped, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the sex trade, my God Almighty. Hallelujah. Some kind of a sin. Hallelujah. Want to be liberated, but can't liberate themselves can't free themselves i have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly that's the experience i want to share with my church hallelujah that's the experience i want to give i want you to understand the passion i have for people Pray, hallelujah. 